Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. Thanks, Merzane, and power up suits. And welcome into another of the TTS special reports. My name is Will, and I have Merzane with me. This is a weird way to do this intro, but I don't care. We're rolling with it. What's happening, my guy? Doing pretty good. I just woke up. <laughs> you nice. get sleepy Merzane today. Sleepy Merzane today. I, you know, I'm excited to see how Sleepy Merzane pans out. It's going to be fun. So what we're doing today, Merzane, is taking a look at my upcoming matchup in my cuts game. I am kind of hyper nervous about this one because it's the matchup that I did not want to see right off the rip. However, you know, if if the dice gods are smiling down upon me and I can get past this, well, guess what? There's more waiting for me, as we will talk about here in just a second. So, oh yeah. without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read my opponent's list, and then we'll talk about it and everything like that. So, I'm playing Barncat, and he is intending to play either Guardians of the Galaxy or Black Order. His Secure Crisis, Demons Downtown, Gamma Waves sweep across the Midwest, and Sword establishes a base in the Moon's Blue area. Extract Crisis. Alien ship crashes downtown, which I am very familiar with. Research station attacked. Scrolls infiltrate the world leadership. So, those crises alone, I'm pretty okay with what's happening here. However, he does have an advantage on alien ship and scrolls. So I definitely have to, if we pull those, think about that. But we'll talk about that in just a second. His crisis team characters. His, uh, wait, that's for ultimate encounter. Whatever. His characters. He's got <laughs> in his roster here. We have Corvus Glaive with the reality gem. Drax, Gamora, Ghost Rider, Groot, Hawkeye, Proxima Midnight, Rocket Raccoon, Star-Lord, and of course the Mad Titan himself, Thanos, with the Space and Mind Gems. And then for Tactics cards, we have Blind Obsession, Blood to Spare, Climbing Gear, Deadly Duo, Deal with the Devil, Field Dressing, Indomitable, Med Pack, Mothership, and No Matter the Cost. And... In case you don't remember what Blood Despair is, that's the one that that I would have to have had look look up because it's one that we don't see very often. But it's a really good card for Black Order. It is a Black Order reactive card. When a Black Order character would be dazed by an enemy effect, it may spend three power to play this card. This character immediately performs an attack before gaining the dazed token. If this attack results in a character removing damage, it is not dazed. That last part doesn't really matter, but basically... He gets to attack me back if I am able to get a daze off before going down, which could be terrible. Mm-hmm. So, Merzane, that's his list. What do you think about that? Because I have some thoughts. Um, well, on the one hand, we have Black Order, as, uh, as God intended. And on the other hand, we have... Guardians, which is interesting. I haven't seen a Guardians in Black Order list. Uh, it, it means that 
it's going to be hard to build your uh, turn zero for it because he's either going to go very tall with uh, with Black Order taking probably three characters, uh, all very very high impact, or he's going to go very wide with the Guardians uh, and have a lot of characters you need to deal with with big multi attacks or uh, where your control is going to be less important because you're going to have less of it to go around. Yeah, I can see that. I also see a scenario where, I mean, I don't want to say a scenario, but when I read this list, I see, other than Thanos, an extreme lack of displacement and control abilities. So yep. I, I think that the plan would be all murder all the time. From from the starting bell, it is I'm I, like it's like the flying knee running straight across the mat, and then flying knee to my face. I I think definitely if it's um if it's Guardians of the Galaxy, because you're gonna have a lot more dice modification than them. You're probably gonna be able to one shot them uh, easier than they'll one shot you. Uh, and then if you don't, you you've also got control elements to help deal with them. So. You have a lot of ways to deal with that. Um, if it's Black Corner, God help you. You, you want to find a way <laughs> to uh, run away if you can or mitigate their advance because they're going to do a lot of stuff to just try to kill you and use the um, use the priority system. And by use, I mean abuse the priority system to make your life miserable. The uh, unfortunate thing is uh, we have, with the setup that you took in crisis selection there's only one good anti-black order crisis oh yeah and it's in my secures yes so if you get um if you get priority that's probably what you pick is you go for secures and hope for the one in three chance of uh, spider portals hear me out hear me out because i don't fully disagree with you however like, this is where I think turn zero does kind of matter in just a little bit here. And it's because, yeah, he's got demons, which, yeah, we don't want to play that against Black Order, really. Uh, we don't want to really want to play Gamma Wave if we can avoid it. But at the same time, I feel okay on Gamma because, again, other than Thanos, I am going to have some interesting abilities to, okay, he moves me away. Well, I can, you know, place myself back or scalpel people where they need to be, potentially. So I'm not too worried about that. And then Sword, I have that also. And for Sword, I feel like it's not great because we don't want to fight in the middle, but at the same time, if I can do some fun displacement shenanigans, it could be interesting and potentially low threat, which I really like. But I don't yeah. think my opponent would pick that. One of the hopes is that you get low threat and force him to play low threat. Yeah, I mean, I think and at that point he plays Guardians, and I feel okay into Guardians. <laughs> Not great. I feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, Guardians, I don't really necessarily need my Ironbound books for Guardians because it's mostly energy attacks anyways. So, you know, you've got a couple physical attacks in Groot, and I think Gamora, but and maybe Drax, but like I could forgo Ironbound books, which I don't want to do because it's kind of against my play style. But I would still take it just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still good. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. However, just hear me out on this turn zero situation. So I'm looking at alien ship, research station, and scrolls, right? 
in his mm-hmm. extract. If I win priority, I think I would much rather have my extracts, which, to remind everyone out there, are hammers, ex- mutant extremists, target U.S. senators, so the senators, and Montesi formula. So the issue is you don't have anyone that can stand in the middle and not get – you don't have anyone that can survive being kidnapped by Thanos. And what I mean by that is um, anyone that goes a little bit past your deployment zone, Thanos is going to double move. He's going to space stone himself forward, and he's going to use his cosmic portal at range four to move you range two, and then a mind gem at range three to move you small. And he's going to kind of rope you into the middle of one of your key characters in the middle of his team, and with priority on the next round, he's going to kill them. Yes. Uh, That's why the, the middle objectives are so terrifying. Because then uh, everyone's bunched up for Thanos to put wherever he wants all the time. When you're spread, there's areas of influence that Thanos doesn't have. So you can control portions of the board away from them and get points that way. Whereas on Gamma, you're just literally in their their threat at all times. And that's what they want. Because they're going to move as a group. Right. uh, Most likely. Definitely Corvus and Proxima. Thanos is going to... Hold on close by to help support them. Um, so what will happen if you do like something like Gamma is until Thanos activates, which will be the last activation, so never, you won't be able to get that middle objective turn one on either of those objectives. Uh, and if you go for like a hammer or something or a Montesi formula, then they're going to kidnap you. And then your character is going to die round one <laughs> or turn uh, round two at the very beginning of the turn. And then he's going to retain priority, and then round three, that character will actually be KO'd and right. give them a point. Right. And you'll be on your back foot the entire game. Um, that's why stuff like cosmic uh, the spider portals is good, because you can spread out, and if they kidnap one person, that's fine. You can send someone else to that area to take back over and then leave. Uh, and you can do this constant run around in a circle pattern if they get the one up and you can try to outscore there right if uh if something weird happens like when i played against uh finger guns at nashcon uh i took this i took my list uh was able to get aggressive and i boxed him into the back corner it came in from all sides i was able to start wailing on him nice uh because what it does is one of the other ways they beat you on these objectives is you've got to leave someone back to score and they don't they'll just keep killing you and then they'll start scoring the the high um, the high impact points on something like Gamma and uh, and win the long con. Well, if you're running spider portals and you're getting ahead because you've boxed them in the back, yeah, you're going to be losing guys and you're going to be you know getting killed and giving them a victory point here and there. But if you force them to stay on the back point while you like while they wail on you and while you wail on them, it becomes a lot easier to manage what they're doing. Like if you watched um, Nate's game. At Adepticon, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons that he won was because, if you notice, they were playing on the Black Order players' back point for a lot of the time. And had that been Spiders, when Nate was leaving the points to come in and fight, he'd have still been gaining points for it, and it would have been a much, right. it would have been a much, uh, much bigger lead for him. Yeah, I can see it that. Basically, it basically, if they play their game, you can still win because you're still getting points because you still got to play your game. Right. And that's the thing when I when I look at this, I think the problem I see with secures and again, if my opponent wins the priority role, he's picking secures. 
I, I would expect. Well, actually, you know what? I could see him picking extracts because he feels like he would have an advantage on his extracts, and then the only secure that would be bad for him is spider portals on mine, and like taking that chance. Yeah, it, you you have an interesting build in that. If you lose, yeah, I think you actually want to lose priority. I do too. I, I definitely uh, don't want to win priority here. <laughs> you have two chances to pick fourteen. You have a chance in every crisis to, or every uh, crisis uh, secures and extracts to pick fourteen points, which I don't think you see Black Order. Then you might see Thanos or one of the one of the characters, but you're not going to see Black Order. Yeah. Um, and if it's sword base, I feel like we got a good plan for it. If it's what is it? The uh, senators, senators. We've got a good plan for it. Uh, so I don't think you want to win priority. And I think your best case scenario is not winning priority, getting like senators and uh, spider portals. I think you're absolutely ecstatic about it. Well, he would. We wouldn't have both of those. He would. It would. He, so I think if we if we end up oh, in a right situation where he wins priority, and let's say he gets gamma and senators. I don't think I hate that because then it's a super low threat yeah. game. I don't think it's like that either. Uh, Keep in mind, sleepy Merzade, remember. I don't know how things work right now. <laughs> right, this is true. We got <laughs> we got to get you warmed up, get a cup of coffee going. So this is all turn zero discussion here. And I think that, like we've said a minute ago, like you said a minute ago, that t- determining what he's going to do is kind of going to be difficult because there's a lot of different options that he can go with here. But I think it's more about kind of the slight edge that can be gained here and just trying to have a plan for whatever pops out because there's a lot of different ways it can go here and I really do think that it's if he wins priority literally anything's on the table because I think he sees his extracts as a better as a bigger advantage than my extracts probably but most people pick secures right now anyways so I would still expect him to pick secures, and if he does, I'm okay with that. And and I've got a 17 and a 14 in my extracts, so I don't feel terrible about my odds to get a threat value that I want. And when we look at his possible threat values, he's got an 8-threat Thanos, and then Corvus and Proxima make up another 8-threat, so 16 is his sweet spot. Yep, 16 is the magic number. So, if there's any chance we can play less than 16, that would be ideal. Yep, and it, and 17 is also interesting, like you were mentioning, because it's one point over. So, he either has to play a point down or uh, play something else. Exactly. And either one is fine, because if you've got more threat than him, that's that can be good, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if he picks something else, then you're really happy. Because I think I think your turn zero goal is to think, hmm, how do I mitigate uh, mitigate Black Order? Yeah. Which is possible. Yep. And so let's talk now about threat values and kind of combinations of characters. Because, again, we, we know 16 is the magic number. Anything less than that, I, I would expect to see Guardians. So I don't... You know, whatever he brings with Guardians, like, I've, I'm not comfortable there necessarily, but I feel like I can figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I'm not really worried about what he's going to put together with Guardians at those lower threat values. But at 16, 
he brings he brings his BO and here we go. We're off to the races. What do I bring at 16 here? And this was the the number that kind of gave me problems before. And I think that this is where Supreme and Voodoo, that's nine. Lizard, that gives us twelve. And Medusa. That's not affiliated, right? Uh, no, so we don't bring Medusa there. Crap. Ah, oh, see, this is where <laughs> I messed it all up again, Merzane. Uh, well, then it's Mordo. So we've got Strange Voodoo Lizard is twelve. So you have four, which is impossible with the build we put because we took out Ancient. Because we took out Ancient One exactly. So let's take out Voodoo, because I don't think uh, I think Voodoo is fine, but I don't think we need him. So we take we start with Strange and Lizard. That's eight points. So we have another eight points to work with. Mm-hmm. You can take uh, Mordo and either uh, Magic or uh, Clea. I think mm-hmm. Magic would be good. I think so too. She got one higher. Physical defense, which isn't a lot, but she's also got the teleport, so she can get herself in and out of danger. You can uh, journey to their limbo, someone away from you. That is definitely a consideration. (laughs) And that'll force them to make uh, weird decisions to get people back. Right. Um, This list also doesn't fold immediately to Guardians. Oh, and then your last one's your two points. So, yeah, Wong or, yeah, I mean Wong. It's Wong. <laughs> Probably. Right? Yeah. Um, I could go Toad, depending on the... Toad's like, if it's Senators, really which we wouldn't be playing at 16 if it's Senators, because we'd have to have Research Station to make 16. But... But if it's, like, Sword Base. Sword Base, yeah. Yeah, I, I think if it's Research Station, you don't want him as bad. But Sword Base, he's not bad because of his range 2 interact. Exactly. So... Yeah, I uh, I don't hate sixteen there because yeah, there we go. I like I like this idea a lot better in terms of of what my sixteen looks like because I do like Lizard in this matchup. You know, he's got that slight bit of tankiness. If they kidnap Lizard, I don't think I hate it. Like okay, you you know, I'll let you take on Lizard while I do other stuff with the people that matter, right? Yeah, and Lizard it, is a they they won't kidnap Lizard, but uh, if they do, you're like, okay. Yeah, and that's the thing. If they don't kidnap Lizard, that's also okay because then like Lizard isn't particularly the a powerhouse, but like getting him to within range three of Mordo, I think could be really interesting for attacks and stuff. Because Mordo can then buff him, and then he's got the healing factor to remove the damage that Mordo does to him, and then rolling six dice with his wild push, I think is very interesting. And I noticed that my opponent has Indomitable here as well, so trying to force that out, if he brings it, I think will be nice. And really, the only time he would be bringing it is if he thinks I'm bringing a Hulk, or if he thinks Lizard's going to be getting his pushes and throws off, I think. Yeah. See, this is retired Merzane struggles because you know when you're trying to start a lawnmower yeah and he goes like and it stalls for a second yeah that's exactly what just happened you're, you're pulling on the ripcord and nothing's happening yeah exactly you gotta you gotta hit the little bulb on the side a few times again 
you know, to get get the gas flowing, and then you boom, pull it again, and it's still nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's exactly what it is. Yep. Insert chain sound of pulling on a mower that doesn't start. I'm not going to actually insert that sound, but everybody that is our generation probably knows that sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you don't know that sound, just think of the uh, the windows automatically updating and shutting down. <laughs> yeah. That's the other sound that it makes sometimes. Exactly. So so that's 16. I, I like that, actually. Like, I think that that's an interesting 16. And like, okay, if he kidnaps Lizard, if he kidnaps Magic, I can live with that. Like, you know... I don't necessarily want anyone to get kidnapped, but someone's getting kidnapped and like it's happening. <laughs> here, here's the thing, I think, for for all the suits out there listening. Like if you're not a competitive player and you haven't played into Black Order competitively a lot, and you're maybe thinking about going to a tournament or something where you might see them or something like that, you have to accept that it is going to happen. Like you you are losing characters, and it's it's how can you mitigate the character loss while still scoring points and and that's the thing that you have to get yourself to is is a place of all right i'm gonna lose a character now the problem is where let's i overextend strange or i overextend mordo or something like that like mordo again mordo is not integral to the success of my team but i really like what he brings to my team so I don't want him to get kidnapped. But if he kidnaps Mordo again, like the one he can't kidnap is strange. And like, so I, that's that's the thing. I don't know what to do with strange if he's going to kidnap strange. You know what I mean? Like if he activates last with Thanos and I move strange up any which away, he's getting kidnapped and I can't have that. So here's another uh, thought for you. Um, this is wild. So I think, I, I'm going to point again to Nate's win at Adepticon as one of the way – I think this is one of the things that really helped him. I don't know if it was planned or not, but I think it's something that actually helped him a lot. And it's very counterintuitive. Uh, he went four wide. So he had four characters on the table. So mm-hmm. They're three. What this did is it means when they dazed a character, uh, they can't daze anymore because if they do, any characters that haven't activated that is uh, – then they can't keep priority. And one of the ways that they do it is they'll kill two characters at the beginning of the turn, so you're down activations and you're down options, and then you're not going to have priority again. Um, you could go four wide and bait that potential, because if you ever get priority, it's going to be really good for you. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you can start doing a lot of disruption. You can wail on... Uh, um, Corvus Glaive. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if uh, and it's going to sound completely uh, ridiculous, but what about Hulk? I was just thinking that. Oh my god, I was thinking as soon as you said it, I'm like, okay, hang on. There's a Hulk coming in here. So take something like Strange Hulk. That's 11. So you have five point. I mean, it's all going to depend on uh, what you what, what point value too. But if it's like 16, you can take like yeah, uh, Mordo Wong. Because Wong's going to heal him. Yes. Um, so you just activate Hulk last, like because that's who he wants to kidnap. Because Hulk is the easier one to kid to, to kill, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, he can be hard to kill, but if, if he gets two full rounds of wailing on him and he doesn't get to activate, you you might lose him. Right. Um. 
which is where a good uh, or which is where field dressing is a good idea. And then you can do the thing which I think is one of the most important things in the matchup, and that's days Thanos. A lot of people think you got to go for Corvus. But the problem with going for Corvus is it just gives him power, and when he's on the backside, Thanos is um, Death's Decree gives him four dice, mm-hmm. and you're kind of helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you daze Thanos, Thanos loses his cosmic portal ability. He also loses the leadership that gives him points for for KOing people. Yeah. Um, and he can't death decree himself, so you don't give your opponent more dice incidentally. You power Thanos up, but Thanos always has power anyway. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, so you still have the... What, 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 what's really good is to control Corvus and Proxima and daze Thanos as soon as possible. And when Thanos is dazed, you can start moving around more because he only has limited forms of control with his punches and his mind gem, which can be used once per turn. Yeah. As opposed to moving everyone <laughs> with the cosmic portal. Right. Um, so you can start really playing the objective and really playing around um, characters. Cause with like space gem and cosmic portal, if you ever displace Corvus, he's just going to double, he's just going to use space gem and cosmic portal to move him back. But with just the space gem, it's a lot harder. Right. So you can start controlling Corvus and, and the game starts kind of uh, snowballing after that. Well, let me ask you this. So you're talking about like, okay, if I displace Corvus or even Proxima, he's just going to use the gems and the portal to move him back. However, is that so bad? Is it so it, like, cause I'm with you on like getting to Thanos. Like that's kind of what you want to do. But at the same time, it's also really hard to do at times, especially with my team setup because Thanos has a four mystic defense and he's reducing by one. So that's kind of tough. Like, yeah, okay, if I pull Hulk in there, it's a little more interesting. But I still think it's kind of hard to do. I think a character or an ability like Strange's Deadly Daggers to poison Thanos is kind of interesting, making him lose a power. Yeah, he's always going to have power, but making him lose a power to kind of mess with that economy just a little bit, I think is good. But all of that aside, if I displace Corvus or if I displace Proxima or, or whatever kind of displacement I, I work out, okay, and let's let's say I do all of that. Is it so bad that he activates Thanos first to get those characters back into where they want to be and then allows me a, an activation to, again, mess with that? Not really. Uh, it, again, this is all going to depend on the situation. Right. Like, uh, and, and that's one of the things that makes, another thing that makes Black Order so hard is there's so many things to keep track of. Like, and, and talking about, Finding your goals, you know, keeping your goal in mind, like what's your win con with black order. It's constantly changing. Right. Uh, you know, this turn, it might be run away and this turn, it might be actually punch someone or uh, displace someone because it'll mess up their activation order. And that is something to keep in mind. If if you could activate and throw throw Corvus or Proxima into a, an awkward position, usually Corvus, usually they don't care as much about Proxima. Um, but if you can throw Corvus into a weird position. And either force an inadequate activation out of him or force Thanos to activate first to, f- to give him an adequate activation that can buy you a turn for something else. Right. Um, so it's actually not a bad plan to do stuff like that, especially with your list where you have like strange, right? So you could like last activation, activate strange and scalpel Corvus away. Well, then he's going to go and activate Thanos and move people around. And then like maybe you can do it again. 
or activate Hulk and throw him and like and push him with his attacks and stuff. And yeah, get a bunch of people like moved into places they don't like. Um, and then he's used up the Thanos activation. Of course, all your characters will also be displaced at that point, which is one reason flipping Thanos is so good, is because these these turns where you scalpel Corvus or, or throw him or whatever are way more impactful. And uh, it becomes a real problem. Yeah. All that control means a lot more when he's running that few people. Yeah, and just uh, for those listening out there, sorry that Merzane went a little uh, robot-y there. That's uh, unfortunately you know, the, the problem of doing this over the internet sometimes. <laughs> So technical difficulties aside, you know, I, I'm with you. And I think that I, I think it's all very situational. And that's why, like you said, it's really hard to plan for it. But understanding that I have those options available to me. And then another thing I think is also understanding what my opponent can do with regard to the points. You know what I mean? Like it, yep. he's if he's playing super tall so three or four activations at higher threats, then there's only so many times he's going to be able to interact with points and do the stuff he wants to do in that regard. So I think keeping that in mind is very interesting as well. And, you know, I I think it's going to be one of those, like, opportunist situations where when I have the opportunity, if if a good opportunity presents itself to daze or KO one of his characters, I think I have to take it. And... Obviously, Proxima is the easiest one to do that with, but I think trying to get one of them down to really limit his activation economy, I think, would be good. It can be. Uh, Proxima can also be a bait because she's she's good. Yes, I agree. She's not great. And if you waste a lot of because she's hard to kill. If you're wasting a lot of attacks on her, those could be a lot of attacks into Corvus, mm-hmm. who is almost just as survivable, and one more HP. So, right. for one more, be- one better attack, you could have killed him. Yeah, that's where like, if they just hand procs him up on a silver platter, and you can daze and KO or not about anything, like eh, that's fine. But there's a lot of times it'd be better to just like go for someone else. Yeah. So, would you say that it's also another interesting possibility of just being real aggressive and like, okay, I'm going to activate these characters, I'm going to send all of these characters forward, and like, okay, now you have to choose which one to kidnap, and whichever ones you don't decide to kidnap, the rest of them are coming to kick your ass. Yeah, being aggressive can be really good because it can overwhelm what they can do sometimes, but that's where I was talking about earlier, how about like, when you're playing on something that's where you have to stand on points, it can be hard to be aggressive enough to overwhelm them. Right. Because you'll have to be standing on points to also not, uh, to not lose the game. Well, that's why we have point. a Wong. That's why we have Wong. Uh, although Wong standard. being there healing people is also really good. Oh, yes. Uh, and Toad uh, incinerating people if you took Toad. Yes. Um, that's that's where if your opponent somehow, some way gives you uh, spider portals, it's great. Because then you could be, you just... Turn one, you spread, you get all the points, and then you immediately can start running at them if they've stayed on their back point, which maybe they do. And if they don't stay on their back point and they try to go for one of the points where one of your characters has taken one, uh, then you just NASCAR it and you keep making left turns and chase, <laughs> having them chase you around the board. Right. 
Right. Because with priority, they get the first move because they'll have priority. They'll get the first move. They'll probably kill your guy and you go take their back point. Yeah. And then uh, as your like last activation and then their first activation will be trying to chase down somebody and try to pick up points where you can't or they can. And you go, cool. I'm going to just waste activations until you have none left to respond. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I also think that, you know, so we've, we've talked about 16. We've talked about that kind of stuff. As we get higher in threat, the more interesting options open up for my opponent. And again, I think looking at what I expect him to do at that higher threat level is kind of a recipe for disaster overall. But I think, you know, I think Guardians is in this list specifically for lower threat, if I'm being honest with you. If he brings the Guardians and plays wide, I, I'll just figure it out, I guess. Because we're spending a lot of time talking about Black Order, but he does have the option for Guardians. And I could see a scenario where he, at like 18 or 19, he's he's bringing some Guardian stuff and playing wide. But when I look at his crisis setups and my crisis setups... There's no reason for him to play wide. Like there, there's no wide scenario here. There's no spider infected. There's no scoundrels. You know, the cube fragments. There's nothing here that screams I need to go wide, right? No, I don't think so. So, not that it would be a bad idea for him to do that or anything, but I think at 18 is where things for me really get interesting because there is where I'm probably definitely playing Hulk. Because I can go Hulk and Strange, that's 11, and then Voodoo takes me to 15, and then insert three threat. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really like that. And that's four wide to, if he plays Black Order, three or four wide. Well, it'd be four wide for him at Black Order at 18, but still, like, I kind of like that. I like that too. Yeah, I honestly, though, looking at his list, I, I wonder if Guardians is what he's going for and he makes you, he just fakes you out with Black Order. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, he's got Ghost Rider in there and that's like, with Deal with the Devil, like he's obviously planning on taking them at some kind of like decent point cost. Right. Like I could see, I don't necessarily think he would do it, but I think Demons could be interesting for him here, especially like if he looks at my matchup, right? If he looks at me and he says, Oh, on demons, he has two characters that are immune to incinerate. So maybe I play guardians here to have Ghost Rider, who's immune to incinerate, and he can be, you know, Ghost Ridery, Ghost Ridering, you know, <laughs> doing all the Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. Like, if we want to talk about it, when when we start getting up into those higher threat values, you know, it's this is going to sound weird. Hawkeye scares the bejesus out of me. Because I've seen Hawkeye pop off. I've seen a Death's Decree Hawkeye just be yes. nasty. Yeah. It's just nasty. And he's one of those characters that is so hard to get to. But if you can get to him, it's usually worth it. Yeah, he folds like paper, but until you get there, he's absolutely terrifying. Exactly. And your voice is terrifying again with this robotic thing. <laughs> uh. Sleepy Merzane has been replaced with Robot Merzane. Clearly, clearly. So, Merzane, let's talk about tactics cards here because this is another area that I think is really interesting for me. You know, because a lot of my current plans revolve around what crisis setup we have as to what tactics cards I take. So, if we have hammers, 
Eyes on the Prize was an interesting one. Not into Black Order, though. Because no. I don't want to put Strange halfway up the board by himself with two hammers. Correct. So, I don't think... I don't think I'm bringing that play in this game, even if we have a Hammers. I'm going to have to measure it out. Maybe there's a way where I can maybe have Clea activate, place Strange up, eyes on the prize with him, grab the one in the corner, and then move back. I don't know if the, the range works out on that. I don't think it does, but maybe there's some shenanigans that can be had, but I'm not... I haven't measured that out yet, so maybe I'll get in and measure that and see if I can find some shenanigans. But either way, I think it's probably left at home. Yeah. Um, the only way I would do it is if you somehow knew he was going to bring Guardians, and that would be like really low point. Like if you somehow got like Senators at 14, then I think it's safe to bring it because, I mean, like if he brings Thanos and Corvus, that's what? That's uh, an, an amount of points. That is equal to 13, and exactly. that is not going to work for him. Right. Again, if, he, if he's bringing two characters at 14, and he's affiliated, but like it's just those two, I think you can win that game. Yeah, that would be nuts. I don't think I've literally ever seen anybody play two characters. <laughs> I happened to cut one time. It was uh, it was very funny. It was uh, yeah. I think it was a sword base with... Wow. Uh, with times Thanos and uh, reality... Corpus. Wow. Back when that was a thing that you could do. Okay then. Yeah. So luckily we can't do that anymore. However, (laughs) I, yeah, I think that 14 or 15, we see guardians more than likely. I could see 15 being BO, but I'm not, you know, we'll we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. But I think that's a, a guardian time. And yeah, on senators, I'm not too worried about it because of Strange's ability to circle up the cosmos, stuff like that. Like if he's in the middle of the board, he can get away, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay there. But in terms of tactics cards, so we're obviously bringing our leadership bar with no doors. Now, here's the question: Brace for Impact and Indomitable have been kind of mainstays, especially Brace in this list, but. Do I need Indomitable here? Because he's only really going to have access to Thanos' throw and I, I guess Drax p- possibly has a throw situation that can happen. Uh, I wouldn't bring Indomitable. I think Brace is worth it. Um, yeah. Brace is good because uh, it'll save one of your characters for a power from getting thrown into a wall and just dying. Exactly. Or from two guys getting their heads knocked together and both getting knocked down. Um, and I think no matter what combination of characters he brings, there is a throw you're worried about. And I don't think you have enough cards in this list necessarily that it's a bad include. Because I think it, there's a potential it will save someone. Like if Thanos like backs you into a corner and throws you into a wall, like, oh, my character lived. Right, right. Could have died. Good. I agree with you there. So I definitely think it's obviously bar with no doors, brace for impact. I, I'm with you on that. Field dressing. So that's Field three. Field dressing, yep. Okay. Books. Ironbound books is four. And now here's, this, here's, here's the thing. Sacrifice is in this list specifically for the Black Order matchup and yep, the Brotherhood I matchup. 
I don't think it changes. <laughs> I think you take that. And I think you take orb. Not orb. Excuse me. Plane. I can't. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I can't. That's the thing. So, bar with no door. Oh yeah, that's right. I have I have six. What am I talking about? <laughs> I've been playing convocation conv- 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 all season, and I'm over here like that's only we've, five. Oh no. We've, we've we've also got sleepy uh, sleepy will here. Yeah, sleepy will who's about to go to work in a few minutes, but. Alas, yeah, I think it's plane there, or if we get sword base, it's orb. I think plane is better because I think in this matchup, the safest bet is to anticipate a fight. And you're going to have a boss monster somewhere to kill. It's most likely Thanos or Corvus. If there's not there, plane is still fine. Like being able to eliminate someone like Groot from the table to free up a, a rocket is going to be really key. So there's yeah. uses for playing in this in this matchup either way, um, but you really want it for that turn that you're going after a big guy. Yeah, for sure. It's it, playing is great, and and I do think that playing plays really well, especially if the opportunity presents itself to take down Thanos. Yes, like I said, I think I think Thanos is one of the biggest. Uh, the biggest pieces on the board you want to try to remove. Right. And if I've got the, uh, well, all right. So, so if I'm bringing magic, like we talked about at 16, does journey through limbo make a play instead of plane? Um, maybe. Um, cause I think at that point you're going for more control, especially if you have Hulk, He's probably your biggest beater. He probably doesn't benefit from it. So, yeah, it's, it's probably fine if you decide to bring magic to, to drop the plane for that one. But you have to go for a more control build. Right. More hit and run. Um, and maybe your goal at that point is to kill Corvus first because he'll be a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, in some ways. And, and it's weird, too, because here's the thing. It's easier to kill Corvus with lots of little attacks like rapid. Still fine that we dropped Hood, though, because I know that you're like, well, we had Hood. <laughs> um, yeah. But a character like with Rapid Fire is pretty good at taking out Corvus, but Big Attacks is what takes out Thanos, because Thanos does not take a minimum of one. He can reduce right. to zero. Corvus takes a minimum of one, uh, but he has really good defense dice because he's got the the skulls count as crits. Uh, so there's a lot of times you'll throw a big attack at him and he'll just block it all, or yeah. he does one. So... Going for rapid fires and trying to abuse uh, that to a minimum of one is pretty key. Yeah, yeah, I think it's you, you got to try to get that big one shot off or or that abusing chip damage stuff. But I think uh, I think yeah, I think we have a good plan here overall. I think that as the points get higher, like I usually like the idea of playing wide against Black Order, but I think the the slightly tall versus tall list situation is very interesting. Like if he has four activations and I have four activations, yes, he can still control priority with the Proxima Corvus thing, but it forces him to have to do that every turn. And if I can disrupt that for just one turn, it plays in my favor. Yep. So I I think, I think one of the turn again, bringing up Nate's game, which if you haven't seen that, uh, it was on, it was streamed. It was really good. Um, I think that a big part of it was that turn. He gets a turn of priority. I think that's a big turning point for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, if I if I somehow get priority, like I've played a game recently where I never had priority for the whole game and it was so weird. It it's so weird because it's like, all right, well, let's hope I can sustain and survive whatever you're going to do right here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I I'm nervous because again, and I got to keep things real here with you suits out there. My goal this season was to make cuts. I've done that. You know, secondary goal would be to win a cuts game. This is about as hard of a matchup, I think, as I could have right away. And like I said at the beginning of the show, the reason why I said that, well, there's this and then we're going to see more of it is because literally Thanos, whenever Xavier Protocols, Jacob does his thing, I think Thanos might be the most popular character in cuts. It's insane. He's everywhere. One of them, definitely. <laughs> like, he is everywhere. And so it's it's nothing but bad matchups from here on out for me <laughs> overall. So I'm definitely worried about that. However, I feel like it's just going to come down to making less mistakes than my opponent, playing smart, trying to control where I can control, trying to kill where I can kill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... That tends to be tough for me, but I'm getting better at it. Getting better at it. And I think that the higher threat values are both are what my opponent wants. And also, like, I definitely want higher threat values. But at the same time, if I have an opportunity to play lower threat, I think I need to take it. I think so, too. I think that's all correct. Yeah. So, hopefully, like, I think really, ideally... 14 or 17 are like the sweet spots mm-hmm. because at 14, I again, I don't think he brings Black Order at 14. At 17, he might be playing a point down Black Order. Yeah, and 15, if he take 15 is also pretty good for you because he's going to be, if he takes uh, Thanos, if he takes Thanos and Corvus, we talked about that's 13, he gets a two-pointer and he doesn't get to do as much priority control as he normally gets to do. Exactly. So uh, I'm I'm very intrigued by what this matchup can bring. I just gotta pray that we don't play alien ship on twenty points because <laughs> I could see that being a nightmare. But so, I, I'm confident in you again. I think you can. It, this is gonna be probably your hardest match though, uh, because it is one of your worst matchups, unless it's Guardians. And I think it's a a hard matchup still, but it's not the worst. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that there there is game for this. Um, but we've accomplished the goal. So at this point, I know it's nerve-wracking, but uh, just have fun with it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is, this, these are the games for fun now. Like, we've accomplished the goal. Uh, you, you did better than I did this, this season. <laughs> um, and now, look, just have fun. It It is so hard to win. It is an, it is an impossible goal to set. Exactly. So... Um, I'm just I'm just having fun and I'm I'm excited to to see new things because you know at the end of the day I'm I learn something every single match and yep. regardless of what happens we'll have one more maybe more than one but at least one more TTS special report recap for this season. Mm-hmm. So there you go and uh, Merzane, where can people find you? Uh you can find me on the Gamers Guild podcast uh and you can also find me on my other podcast, uh, Advanced R&D, where we make dumb lists 
and force people to play them against each other. Always a good time. Been there, done that. We'll do again. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Heck yeah. So, Suits, do me a favor. If you have the option on your podcast platform of choice, leave us a review. Five stars, please. Thank you. That'd be amazing. Even if you just want to give us like three stars for the content, but then two stars for robot voice takeover of Sleepy Merzane, I mean, that's worth two stars right there. I'm just saying. So At least. At least. So please do that for us. It helps get the House Party Protocol name out there to other people that are looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content. I mean, you know, algorithms and all of that nonsense. They love the reviews and uh, they get all crazy for it. I talked to an algorithm the other day. He was like, yo, those reviews, they matter. So please help us out with that. Next up, you can send us emails at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send me messages through Facebook. I'm always very responsive over there. Uh, It might take me a couple hours or whatever, but i always love that interaction and talking to people through their discord you can check out the house party protocol discord if you're joining our patreon it's a dollar a month so 12 bucks a year helps support the show the giveaways that kind of stuff and on our next episode i'm going to be giving away the details for our giveaway that's coming up so be ready for that listen in for that it's gonna be really exciting we're gonna be doing the nick fury and his S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and the Shadowland Daredevil, Elektra, and the Hood Ninjas as a giveaway. So stick right here for that. It's coming up soon. And then also, just, uh, yeah, I want to say thank you to every single one of the suits that uh, gives me their time. It's greatly appreciated. It means so much to me. To our suits that are part of our Patreon program, y'all are the real heroes. It's still the most humbling thing ever that that even exists for me so like I I can't even explain to you like how I just really thank you so much for that and I hope you've enjoyed this series hopefully it's not the last one but we shall see and my game is scheduled for late Friday night central time so it'll be like 1130 central time p.m. boy yeah so it's uh, it's going to be a thing. So be ready for that. And I'm really excited for it, though. So if you're able to tune in, I will get everybody's streaming details on that. I won't be able to stream this one myself, but we might have somebody that's able to stream it for us. If nothing else, I'll try to record it so we can uh, see what happens there. And with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.